Hi, my name is JC. And my name is Juan. Welcome to The Couch, a podcast where real therapists talk about real things. Please remember that while we are therapists, we are not your therapists. And this podcast is intended for educational purposes only. Hmm. I love that little phrase, like we are therapists, but we're not your therapists. It's good to have that distinction. It is. It's like a a catchy. It could be a t-shirt there. Hey, you know, merch in the the future. Let's think about it. Yeah. Repping, reducing the stigma. Mm. Yes. Okay. Let's see. Today, episode three. So we made it past the first one. We made it past the second one. We're in the third one, which is interesting because it's got three pieces to it. Mind, body, and soul. Self-care outside of the session. Yes, our uh, our R&B style appointment, if you would. That's right. That's right. We uh, You caught us in the last episode, episode two. We touched on getting started for today. And it, it does have that R&B little mixture to it. Um, so yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> a little housekeeping. If you're new to the podcast, what's up? What's up? The name of it is The Couch because it's a comfy, supportive couch where we can break down mental health one step at a time. Yeah, just trying to get to know each other and give you guys some really good information about mental health, about the counseling and therapeutic process, how you can get started on that process and what sort of things you can do to take care of yourself. Mm, well said. And you know, today's with um, with mind, body, and soul, self-care outside of the session. I, th- I think there's an important part there, really that component of outside of the session. It, it ma- makes me think about like everything in life, like all these processes you go through. If you're a student in the classroom, you got one hour with a professor, but after that hour, buckle up. You got to do some work. You got to study, take the flash cowards out. If you're hitting the gym, you may work with a personal trainer. But outside of that one hour with that personal trainer, jumping jacks, push-ups, a couple of sit-ups here and there. And the same thing goes into self-care when it goes outside of the counseling session. What are your thoughts on that? I love telling people about the work you do outside of the room. Some people think that therapy is very much so a one and done thing. You go every two weeks for an hour and all of a sudden all your problems are fixed. And that's Mm. not how this works. You have to be willing to do work outside of your sessions. We talked a little bit last session about this concept of buy-in. So how invested are you in making changes? How invested are you in the therapeutic process? If you're wholeheartedly invested and you're ready to go, then you're going to be doing some upkeep to the work that you do in the room to maintain it outside of the room. That's that's true there. So it's like lining up with, you know, what are your values? What's bringing you into therapy? And then allowing that to give you that guidance so that as you finish up a counseling session, you're able to go home with a couple of things in your pockets. And that could be some self-care practices, which we're going to go into a bunch of them here today. But I thought before that, you know, we really spend time on self-care versus a quick fix. Yeah, self-care is one of those words that kind of became a buzzword over the course of the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you can think of it kind of like the treat yourself. Oh, yeah. Sort treat of mentality. Yourself. <laughs> Do you remember that from Parks and Rec? Yes, that is the yeah. only 
Tom Haverford. <laughs> yes. Treat yourself. Purveyor is a fine little good. <laughs> <laughs> like self-care isn't just bubble baths, buying your favorite food, and watching your favorite show. Hold on. It's not? No. You know, by God, it isn't. We just just lost some listeners because of that, JC. Well, that's fine. That's okay. Um, Sometimes part of the therapeutic process is hearing hard truths. True that. Um, And self-care is the hard stuff, too. Self-care is taking care of dishes that you've been avoiding because your kitchen is overwhelming. Self-care is blocking your ex's number because you know you're not going to have a good relationship with them. It can be a lot of stuff. Hmm. Um, And self-care isn't a quick fix. A bubble bath is not going to help you get rid of your negative thought processes. Hmm. It'll distract you for a period of time, sure. But in order to make tangible, realistic change, you have to work at it. And self-care is included in doing that outside work. Yeah. And, you know, I think, um, so let's say you and I, we're, we're in North Carolina, we're in Greensboro, we're in the U.S. And I find that within our culture, you know, you could look at this from a research component. Part of that Western culture, it's go, 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 what's next, productivity. And there is that aspect of a quick fix. You know, how can I get from A to B as fast as possible? Mm-hmm. So, so we see it often like in the news. It could be that you're on social media and, you, and there's this uh, tool that you can do and the tool gets you the certain results, uh, whether it's weight loss or fitness. I, I think there's a lost element of consistency. You know, human life is not meant to be boxes that you check, but more of an experience that you live. And that really go, goes against the concept of a quick fix. Yeah, you have to really think about life outside of material means. You have to think of it outside of a capitalistic lens. Um, the idea of hustle culture or the idea of... Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. <laughs> Listen, we need like a soundboard for all your music references. I'll, I'll just but, jump um, in rather than do it. <laughs> I'm into that. I'm into this. This is very good. Um, but no, you have to step outside of that like capitalistic lens of if I am not being productive as fast as possible, the work isn't worth it. This is slow going work. You are not going to develop as a person over the course of like a three month stint. Development is an ongoing process. Mm. And if you're willing to do the ongoing work, then you're going to be more successful. Very true. And and that ongoing work, right? that, That relates to you. So I do find that it's important to right away, review what you're doing when it comes to self-care, you know, ensure that you're steering away from a quick fix and then coming up with a definition. So that's what you and I I think are hinting around. Like what is that definition of self-care? Let's, let's kind of treat this like a, a big old bucket that you and I have in front of us. And Mm -hmm. we're going to fill it up with the definition of self-care, doing our best to ensure that what's in there is healthy so that you as the listener you're able to pull items out of that bucket and then implement those and practice those in your life. Now, once again, we are real therapists, but not your therapists. So these are really just broad suggestions of things that you can do to kind of fill up your self-care bucket. Exactly. I like to think of body maintenance in your self-care bucket. So hygiene, 
brushing your teeth, taking a shower, changing your clothes. Those are things that might sound really common sense, but for those of us that struggle with executive dysfunction, so you really struggle trying to get those care tasks done, um, it often happens for folk who have ADHD, um, or if your depression hinders you from taking care of those care tasks, that's self-care right there. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not dry shampooing your hair for two weeks, but instead washing it, or instead of staying up all night scrolling on TikTok, putting your phone down, being really intentional about how much sleep you get. Care tasks is a big part of self-care for me. Yeah. I'm going to throw something into that bucket. I think this is one that's not often spoken about. Man, my voice is playing tricks on me today. Oh, no. Self-care with privacy. Like self-care with you giving yourself time away from XYZ. You know, so an example of that could be if you notice that in a given week, you are donating your time to organizations, to people, to your friends and so forth. Self-care may mean that you have a real conversation on being a little more private, pulling back a bit, maybe having a walk by yourself, you know, a nice hour in the woods, just you. And, and as you do that, here's that second component, evaluate and assess, identify what did that practice do for me? And you're going you're gonna to see really strong and beautiful benefits. And that gives you the idea of, okay, let me apply this, implement it in my life consistently. I love just the concept of privacy as self-care. We live in a society that really values access to information and social media makes it really hard to not want to give someone all of your information, but it also creates this sort of like cognitive dissonance of if I'm not connected with others and letting them see my entire life, then I'm not being authentic. And in doing that, you create inauthenticity. It's it's all a thing. Maybe we should talk about social media and mental health at some point. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Something like, <clears throat> should you trust your TikTok person on diagnosis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. Listen, I'm not going to say that there aren't legitimate therapists on TikTok. What I am saying is that you cannot take a TikTok filter to learn whether or not you have borderline personality disorder. Mm, that's true. Big old true there. Next next item you want in that bucket, I think it's helpful to have in there is um, you know, physical, physical self-care. So this, uh, I'll give you a personal example here. As a counselor, I sit most of the day and my back will start to hurt. Um, that lower area starts to hurt my core. My shoulders may hurt a bit. My legs from crossing them. And I got two choices. One is I look at it and I say, well, you know, buckle up. It's part of the process. Deal with it. Um, The other, you know, which is a health choice, is I I listen. Right? My body's speaking to me. This is a good book on that, by the way. Um, I listen and I go, okay, I need need a break. I need to maybe stand up every so often, maybe cut down my hours, uh, take, take a little nap, a fiesta if I can. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that aspect of physical self-care is important. And many of us, we walk through our lives knowing that we're dealing with a headache. We got back pain. We got shoulder pain. We got knee pain. And we maybe just say some sort of statement to ourselves saying, push, push, push. 
I think that goes into Western culture when instead self-care is knocking at your door saying, hey, how about not push this time? Let's take a break. The phrase that I've often heard is you can choose to rest or your body will rest for you. Mm, That's powerful. Yeah. You know, you can rip and run all you want, but your body is going to take that break and it's going to be at a really inopportune time and you're just not going to be happy. So why not be proactive and give your body what it needs first, which also means listening to your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's loud. That's what's nice about self-care. You know, if you take a moment and, and listen, a lot of it will be right there in front of you. Let's see. Um, oh, absolutely. An- another item I'll plug in there real quick to go into that bucket of self-care is uh, intellect. And intellect from the component of stimulation. So a lot of us, we jump into a podcast like this one. Um, we jump into a, a conference, a book, uh, a driven conversation, and it's like we're we're just feeding off of it, and that energy just goes and goes, and you get so excited, so into it, and then from one you go to the other, and maybe the next thing you know, you've read six books in a week, or you've listened to hours and hours of something. That's wonderful. You know, at the same time, knocking on your door is self care, saying let's unplug. You know, let's give let's give the, let's give your brain a break. And a break can be that you're sitting outside, you know, with one of those little window uh, bird feeders, just checking them out. Yeah, spending a little bit of time with the world around you instead of the world we've created, like, digitally. Hmm, yeah. That's a good one right now. Uh, How many of us wake up and the first thing we grab is a phone? I would be lying if I didn't say that I, uh, I have to go to the I'd be lying. If I'd, I said, be, I'd be lying I don't too. Do that. I do. You'd be like, not me. I wake <laughs> up, first thing I grab is my yoga mat. Lies. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of us, last thing we, we put down is our phone. Oof. Wow. Didn't need you to call me out like this, actually. We can keep going. Many of us, on the way to the bathroom, we take. Our phone. Your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but on the real though, you know, when it comes to self-care, you, you got to think about, you know, things add up. First thing you grab, if it's your phone, what are you doing on there? Are you hopping on looking at the news? And if, if you are, is it, what's it doing to your stress? It, there's, there's a twist to everything and you could twist things the right way. So if it is, if your phone is the first thing you're going to grab, what if you're grabbing it and then you're hitting a quick song or you're hitting a quick meditation um, audio set? It's it's a big difference from the news that may increase your stress. Oh, absolutely. I actually really like that idea of, you know, grab your phone and you just turn on some music to sort of get you pumped for the day as opposed to doing something that would raise your stress because we do live in unprecedented times as we've heard through the media like all over the last couple of years so what are you doing to protect yourself from these unprecedented times because we have been conditioned to think that we need information all the time but the human brain just isn't made to process that way hmm. this is yeah that's a, that's a good point there you know 
as the question goes, I'm going a little tangent here with you. Maybe some of the listeners will appreciate it. It's like the human brain, right? It wasn't meant to process like that. Obviously, that means it was meant to process a different way. Mm-hmm. So what would that different way be? You're on the spot, JC. Time to shine. Well, first and foremost, we need breaks to process. Um, if the human brain was made to consistently take in information, our education system would look very different. Mm-hmm. In order for you to digest and create new like neural pathways, you have to give information time to sink into your brain. And what yep. that can look like is, say you're in a lecture, you're listening to the professor, you're taking notes at the same time. In order to truly grasp that information, you wouldn't sit in another hour-long lecture back to back. You're going to take those notes home and you're going to read them and you're going to commit them to memory. When it comes to processing information, um, that's actually the root of what trauma is, the inability to process something that has happened. And when you're kind of enveloped in that 24-hour news cycle, you're re-traumatizing yourself over and over and over and over again. And for what? To be caught up on the news? The news is going to be there. Take a mm. break. There's um, kind of kicking myself for not remembering it. It's a study, and it's interesting. Um, what they look at is your ability to pay attention. And the way that I conceptualized it, which really helps me, is you, you got 100%, right? So you got 100 balloons. And if you're focusing on, let's say, you're in a classroom, on the professor, you're tossing about 50 balloons that way. So you're left with another 50. And if you decide to start writing, maybe now 20 balloons go to that. So then you're left with 30. And the basic point is that if you start spreading yourself thin, you're only going to be able to receive so much back. So to increase your uh, attentiveness towards whatever target it is, it's important to hone in on it. Mm-hmm. Give it some dedicated thoughts and dedicated time. Mm. And that's, uh, you know, that area, I think a lot of us, um, I noticed that in couples, there's a strong struggle with, um, you know, I told you that before. Well, I don't remember you saying that. And what what's hap- what happens and it connects to this is we often pay attention to multiple things. You know, my, my spouse can be talking to, me about, talking to me about something and I may be giving her some attention while also the kids are in the background. And maybe I'm also thinking about something else. So now I've got three targets holding my attention. And right mm-hmm. away, it's going to be a struggle to fully focus. So I think that's what we're going back to self-care, allowing yourself to go into like one space versus having so many things thrown at you at once. That like low grade stress isn't good for anyone. And as much as we want to, you know, perpetrate a fraud for real and say, oh no, I can multitask. I can do multiple things at once. I can do it all. You cannot do it all and that's okay. We've got this idea in our head that the need for rest is wasteful. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the truth. In order to be the best person you can be, you have to be able to give 100%. It's kind of like that saying, you can't pour from an empty pitcher. So you need to fill up your pitcher first in order to pour into the things and people that you love. Mm. Yeah, I've always liked that one. It's powerful. 
As, as we continue to dive into the space of mind, body, and soul, self-care outside of the session, let's um, let's let's pick the category of mind and, and really explore what are these self-care practices. And again, as you're listening, you know, JC and myself, we are therapists, you know, trained, licensed. Um, this is a podcast for information. Uh, we're therapists, but not your therapist. I'm going to say that like a thousand times. Just so <laughs> we're on the same page. Yeah. We've already talked about some of the things that you can do for your mind. So not picking up your phone first thing in the morning or um, avoiding stressful places or avoiding like overt negativity. Mm -hmm. I like to think of ways that you can maintain in that self-care space. I love affirmations. However, comma, I don't love generic affirmations. Sometimes they're really cool, but I think in order for them to be effective, you should pick them of your own volition. So instead of, I am a smart, kind individual. Yeah, that's cool. And if it works for you, awesome. But if you're anything like me, it would be something like, I'm cool. I'm super fucking cool. And I'm doing a really good job today. Mm. And that's, 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 I like that, you know, when you said for me. So maybe that's something to kind of take home as your listener you've got your self, your self-care and you got these statements JC's throwing at you but think about for you right so if it's, it's, what 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 sits there for you what relates to you and you're going to find that to be a bit more powerful oh but, absolutely and if you're having a hard time finding affirmations inside of yourself you can find a world of wonder just by googling like affirmations for blank so affirmations for moms affirmations for teachers affirmations for pastors you know finding things that help you feel better about who you are and help encourage you throughout the day Hmm. i like i like those a lot there so so let's see from my end looking at the mind um positive thinking, some coping skills here, affirmations. I like to do, and it's very similar to yours, maybe a little twist to it. I like to look at what type of mantra, what type of statement can I give myself that's action-oriented, focused on self-care. So let me give you an example of one. If I'm looking at mind self-care, it could be, you know, today I'm going to give, I'm going to give myself time for me. So now that becomes a very action-oriented statement. I'm waking up, I'm jotting it down. Today, I'm going to give myself space for me or time for me. And during the day, as I'm saying those words, I'm also living by them. And it provides a sense of gratitude to myself. Maybe around noon, I decide to take a solo lunch and I go back to those words and I go, yes, go me. Like I'm, I'm living by it. And I'm connecting my word to my action. And next thing you know, my behavior is shifting in there where maybe I feel that I'm being more productive or I feel a bit more confident. Uh, And as a side note, but an important one, um, I want to plug this in when it comes to self-care. There's a a survey that is noted in the mental mental health firstaid.org organization. Uh, So they pull a survey from a different study and that one looked at self-care specifically. And they found that there was an increase in, the, in self-care and connection to uh, benefits with uh, self-confidence, increase in productivity and happiness. So when they looked at the benefits of self-care, 64% connected to self-confidence, 67% connected to productivity, 
um, and happiness at 71%. They looked at the same survey from physical uh, health and they found that there was a reduction in heart disease, stroke, so and stress, of course. So when you're thinking about that, those are like deeper layers of why it is so important uh, and needed for us to consistently as a ritual practice self-care for the here and now and for tomorrow. Yeah, you're setting yourself up for success when you take care of yourself consistently. What do you have for the body when it comes to self-care? So aside from sleeping well and doing those care tasks like hygiene and making sure you're taking care of them that way, working out, eating well, and managing your stress are huge components. Now I am not telling you that you need to go become a power lifter or a bodybuilder or anything, <laughs> but just moving your body can be really nice. If you want to play around in the pool, since it is summertime in North Carolina and it is stupid hot. It is hot. If you're a pool person, cool. If you're a hiking person, fantastic. If you go out dancing with your friends, that's also moving your body in a helpful way. Mm-hmm. I, I like all of those. You know, if and again, you're listening in, JC hit on a really nice one is movement. Sometimes we get really into our heads that we need to go run a marathon and then check the box of self-care or we need to get on this, you know, wild diet. And all that, all that's wonderful. You know, power to you. Keep on rocking. However, for some of us, when we hear it, it just seems like it's so far away. And I think that's where there could be a really nice relationship between self-care and movement. So movement, you could just be sitting down. You know, right now, wherever you're at right now, you could probably stick one arm out and draw circles with it. You know, give your shoulders a little bit of a rotation. That's self-care. You know, it's you taking time for you on a physical level. There, there doesn't necessarily need to be a certain uh, degree that you're meeting or merit that you're meeting to accomplish this. It could, it could be defined by you. Let's see. For uh, the example I want to give here when it comes to the body, um, and this one's one I've been doing recently. I've been trying to, when it comes to self-care, after I eat a meal, uh, I've been trying to feel my body out. And what I mean by that is I'll eat something uh, like I just did recently. I had some rice, I had some beans, some chicken, and I'm like, damn, that sounds super Latino. <laughs> but hey, that's that's my shit. Be who you are. Exactly. Be authentic. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat that every day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Arroz con pollo. That's Spanish for Listen, rice and chicken. And some beans in there. That's my stuff. That's my to-go to. Side note here, my wife, she's uh, she's Caucasian, born here in the U.S., and she'll get on me sometimes, and she's like, let me guess what you want. I said, you know it. Put that, put that rice, put that chicken on there. Can't go wrong. Listen, it's, it's, that tastes like home, so it's not a problem. Exactly. It's not a, it tastes like home. That's another, that's another good statement there. It's like a sticker. Um, so I'll eat a meal when it comes to self-care. And I connect with my body to understand what this meal has done for me. And some loud examples will be like if you eat something and you're like, man, I feel super lethargic. Like I felt, I got that itis, like from the boondocks. Mm -hmm. I got the itis. <laughs> got to take the a nap. Itis. Right. And there's other meals you eat and you're like, oh, 
I'm ready to go just move around and rock. So that, that's been like a little journey I've been taking when it comes to my body, the meals I'm eating and seeing what these meals are, are doing for my energy, for my mood. What do you have JC for soul when it comes to self-care? Oh, spiritual maintenance. It looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I want to give this disclaimer that spiritual maintenance is a very personal thing. There is no one size fits all. Everybody needs to eat. Everybody needs to shower. Everybody needs to sleep. But the spiritual components that you take on are going to be very personal to you. When I think of spiritual maintenance and like soul-based self-care, I think of things like socializing, building community, having good relationships, and not getting so stuck in the in the questions of the universe, if that makes sense. Not mm-hmm. spiraling, not catastrophizing, understanding things as they come to you and not focusing too much on things that you can't control. Mm. I like that. And and you're right. You know, there's a, it's like a strong component when it comes to the soul and self-care on your own definition of what that spiritual space and journey means for you. Uh, I'm sure we can go and take a, a religious route here. Uh, we could look at meditation. We could look at connecting with others, uh, a higher purpose. Uh, we can look at just the here and now. So my encouragement as you're listening to this is go, go back to you. You know, Maybe stand there in front of the mirror and reflect, have a conversation with the loudest room in the voice and see what comes out. I've, I've, I wrote down before our episode this uh, study. Um, this, is, this is how you know I've been in school for too long. It's by uh, Soga Gaston and Yamura. I'm probably pronouncing that last one wrong. Uh, from 2017. So dated a couple of years back. Um, and basically they found um, a strong connection between nature. <clears throat> nature showing that there's a relief in anxiety and depression. Uh, helping us mm-hmm. improve our health. So from, from that. Uh, and, and, you know, I, it wasn't just that one study, right? So there's there's ample literature, ample research, ample stories of, of people in general that ground that, that are able to say, you know, I went for a walk. I went fishing. I was out there skiing. There's something mm-hmm. about that shit that soothes my soul. And for me, um, I, I grew up playing outside, lots of siblings, always like in creeks, fishing, making little rigs, trying to catch whatever I can. Um, and, mm-hmm. and now when it comes to that self-care, my spiritual self-care, one aspect of it is connecting with nature. So I may grab the kids, the family, and say, we're going to go for a hike. And then we head up to Boone, that Appalachian area, and then we're just mm-hmm. going in there. Something about the change of weather, seeing the mountains, getting away, you know, it's you, a pack, some sweat. Some salty peanuts that taste delicious, M and M's in them, of course. Mm-hmm. That that does it for me. Like I, I feel like it's a cleanse. So if you're listening, I'd love for you to find yours. That's such a beautiful picture that you've painted, and it really speaks to how personalized it is. Because that tranquility that you're feeling, you explained it so well. Especially for someone like me, I am not an outdoors person but I am an outside person. I'm a picnic girly. 
I love to go to the Arboretum in Greensboro and just kind of hang mm. out, yeah. walk around, see all the pretty flowers. You're not going to catch me on no mountain. However, you will catch me outside. So Catch me outside. <laughs> not catch me you outside. Know, I had to say it. I had to say it. <laughs> that it's okay this time, but you are on thin ice. <laughs> you are on thin Blame ice. Blame Dr. Phil. Actually, yes, we 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 do blame Dr. Phil because it is his fault. Um, but that's what I mean by it. like it's so highly specialized of like what soul maintenance means, or like in the mind, body, soul, what soul characterizes. I gain a lot of my uh, spiritual self care from my community, my people. Um, I have a big old group of friends. I refer to them as the squad. Hmm. And we squat up all the time. We'll put it in the group chat and be like, hey, yo, who wants to come to the house and watch SpongeBob today? Like some of my friends have house keys <laughs> and they just come over. Nice. And they're like, okay, yeah, let's hang out. And being with those people, they are people who make me feel safe. They're people who I know love me and people that I know will support me no matter what. And surrounding myself with those people, it's priceless. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so listeners, you know, you're looking at self care, and you probably notice this is really strong component component of connecting it to your individuality, you know, to you. And once you do that, you're really going to tap into the tap into this uh, vital area that makes it a good fit because it's yours. You know, it's defined by your values, your core beliefs, and you. With um. Uh, with all of our episodes, if, if you're new, this is the first time you're plugging into uh, the couch, episode three. We end with a personal growth challenge. JC, you want to, you want to take this one on um, the first one, and I'll jump in and provide um, from my end the personal growth yeah, challenge. Of course, for sure. So, for your personal growth challenge this week, I want you to again, you're going to sit down with yourself. I want you to see part of that accountability that Juan talked about. I want you to pick the component of self-care that you're most lacking in currently. So is it your mind? Is it your body? Is it your soul? And I want you to think about the ways you want to improve on that component. Mm, you got some work there, my friends. Let's see for... For this personal growth challenge, you know, since we focus today on mind, body, and soul, self-care outside of the session, I'd like for you to do yourself a kindness. Find, and, and this will this will not require a lot of energy output, which you may like. Find yourself a, a seat outside. It could be a park bench. It could be the steps outside of your house. And put a little timer on your phone. Time it for 15 minutes. Make sure it makes a noise when it goes off. And then I'd like you to sit there and be present. Sit there and see what's in front of you. Listen to the birds, sounds of the cars, look at the clouds, look at the sky, look at the people. That's it. 15 minutes. Once that noise goes off, you decide if you want to stay a little bit longer. Mm, this was a fun episode. I enjoyed it, JC. Right. I really enjoyed this. I love these conversations that we're having Juan. These are these are both fun for me and it makes me think. 
I agree. It's like, you know, we're, we're, we're both licensed clinicians working out there in, in the real world, if you will. But I'm noticing as we're doing each of these episodes, I can, I can feel and see how it's also going to support later as I'm working with my own uh, clients. What do you think about that? I think it's definitely going to support me as I am very, not like super duper new, but I'm still building my identity as a kind as a counselor. So yeah, this is definitely giving me more to think about, especially the personal growth challenges. Yeah, those personal growth ones, you know, certainly ones that we could plug into our own lives and, and see if others would be interested in them. Uh, let's see, next episode, episode four, we are going to dive into building healthy relationships. It's going to have a focus on boundaries, friendships, families. I'm excited about that one. I'm very excited about it. And I definitely, oh, I want to pick your brain. Oh, man, I'm going to wear a helmet. that's fine i say i'm excited all right let's uh let's send everyone off with some love and we will touch base with y'all in episode four yeah we'll see y'all later